For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about five big takeaways from the 49ers 53-man roster. It was one of the things that uh, was most exciting about this week is just seeing how they decided to build it. And there was uh, some takeaways that I want to get into because, wow, was there a lot of movement from you know guys being claimed, from guys being waived, uh, guys getting released, guys coming back. There was a lot of things that happened with this 49ers 53-man roster. And I want to get into five things that really uh, were things that I took notice of and maybe give an idea of how they plan on handling things during the regular season. So I'm going to start out with number five. And here it is, number five on the list, trust and loyalty to the 49ers organization coaching staff is something that was on display. The transparency of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has definitely been uh, rewarded with some of the moves that some of the players have made. And I'll go through the list of players who showed trust and loyalty in this organization. Number one, Jordan Willis. I thought it was going to be Kerry Hyder that was the one that was going to get released and then come back. But Jordan Willis does that. A guy that is now a, a Shanahan guy. That loyalty program is real. And Jordan Willis is one of those members now. Tyler Croft, who just got here. Uh, the 49ers release him, and he comes back the next day, allowing them to put Jimmy Ward and Curtis Robinson on the IR. I thought that was impressive. You would think it would have been Dwelly, 
So once again, the 49ers are building a trust and loyalty uh, with multiple players. And I wanted to go through some of the other ones. Kamoko Ture came back to the practice squad after the preseason that he had. He could have easily landed on another roster. He comes back to the 49ers. I thought that was big. Tayshawn Gibson, a Kyle Shanahan guy. Shanahan had coached him before. He's back on the practice squad. Malik Turner, also practice squad. Dante Johnson himself. Was it a foregone conclusion that he was going to be a part of this San Francisco 49ers roster some way, somehow? Absolutely. But when the first part of the practice squad came out and Dante Johnson wasn't on there, everyone kind of looked at each other like, whoa, is, is this finally the end of Dante Johnson in San Francisco? But have no fear. Number 27 is here still, and he's going to be a part of this. So number five for me on that list, trust and loyalty. The 49ers have showed it to their players, and their players are showing it to them. And I think it's also going to show uh, some of the other things that I have coming up on this list. This kind of determines what those things are. Number four, decisions on the offensive line. Warriors still have decisions to be made. Uh, some of the recent comments from John Lynch go ahead to illustrate that. The Warriors have 10 offensive linemen at the time that I'm recording this. It could easily go down, but there's a lot of things that need to be determined along this offensive line, and maybe they haven't decided yet. You have Brunskill, who has a potential hamstring injury. Uh, Mike McGlinchey's been having the knee uh irritation on the same leg he had the big time injury last year he's recovering from what you got was a claim of blake hance uh blake hance comes over from the cleveland browns and when kyle or when john lynch talks about him he says he's a five uh position player that means he can play both tackles both guards and center that versatility alone is a reason they like him you throw in the fact he's six six three ten and he's a player that, hey, if something happens and Daniel Brunskill's not ready to go, Blake Hance can go in there and, and potentially get it done. But the comments weren't done there because then he talked about Nick Zakel, a guy that also has five position versatility. The fact they see center in his future. So it's kind of what I thought before. You're going to have guys that come in that can back up. Jake Brendel, if needed, Hance could be that guy as you don't know what's going to happen with Daniel Brunskill. But all the while, you're going to keep developing Nick Zakel to be the eventual center replacement here in San Francisco. The long-term long answer uh, is, is finally here. Maybe they're going to marry a young player, a center, to the quarterback and Trey Lance and have a nice tandem there for years to come. That could be something that they're doing. It looks like that's their approach. So the decisions along the offensive line, they still have a lot of young players that need to develop, need to get better. What they've done is made sure that if, if one of these guys, you know, doesn't turn out, they have another guy that's ready to go behind him. A mixture of veterans and young players, but a lot of young players with upside. I think that is one of the things that I saw coming out of this, and that's why that's number four on my list, decisions on the offensive line. Number three, this one was really clearly evident from what they decided initially keeping six running backs to now five, of course, waving Trey Sermon, but Bully Ball is officially here. Uh, the fact that you keep running backs the way you do, you get rid of the smallest of the running backs into Michael Hasty, but you go ahead and you keep, you know, big running backs, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, uh, TDP, the new guy from LSU, and of course, Jordan Mason, who everyone has really been enjoying so far. And John Lynch goes as far as saying Jordan Mason outplayed Trey Sermon in the preseason training camp, and he's right. In the preseason, the, the reps were there for Jordan Mason. It was decisive. He got vertical. If you haven't already watched the video of Jordan Mason making waves, go hop over and check that out. I did that a couple weeks ago, and it's a film breakdown, so I added some film as well. You can uh, really enjoy that one. Let me know what you think about what I did on that video and 
what you think about Jordan Mason as well. Uh, but the fact that they're doing this and loading up on these big physical running backs, uh, it would be simple enough if you thought about it just from the running back uh, situation. But you also have four tight ends. Think about it. Tyler Croft uh, just came back, re-signed. That means you have four, and you have four guys you know, that have been, three of the guys who've been in the system for a while, but then Tyler Croft, who's a dual-threat guy. He can block, and he can catch the football. Anytime you have four tight ends, and all of them are base tight ends, not like in 2020 when they had Jordan Reed, uh, but every one of these guys can block. I think that's what's important. Hopefully, Dwelly has continued to improve in the blocking area. He is a more of a receiving threat than the other guys as far as um, Charlie Warner and Tyler Croft. I like Croft a lot, though. I think Croft is a more balanced, more complete wide receiver. I mean, I'm sorry, tight end than anyone else besides George Kittle. But having this group together, having four tight ends, and then having these big running backs signals absolutely they're going to run the football down your throat. They're going to get after you in a big way. And I think that is something that's exciting about this 49ers offense because that's going to help alleviate some of the pressure on Trey Lance by going ahead and getting after these guys on early downs and creating third and shorts where you can convert with the run. You put the defense in a difficult situation. Do we put our nickel personnel out there? Uh, if we do, you know, we're going to be in, in trouble if they decide to run the football. Warriors can go ahead and put them in base sets, use their tight ends as matchup problems for linebackers and safeties. If they do put the nickel out there, go ahead and run the football against that type of set. It's good situations for the 49ers, but it all starts from getting third and shorts. And by doing that, it's running the football, using Trey Lance's legs as a threat to keep defenders stationary, make them wait, make them make other reads as you go ahead and run the ball. So it's exciting things for the 49ers because uh, Bully Bowl is here. And we we thought it was going to happen last year. They brought in Banks. They brought in Sermon. Here comes Bully Ball. This is officially Bully Ball because uh, they've definitely loaded up on the big running backs. There's no small guys this year. I mean, the third down back is more likely going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. You throw in the fact Banks has played pretty consistent. Burford is bringing an attitude to the interior offensive line. Let's get this thing going. Let's run the football. That's going to create some voids over the middle for Trey Lance to be able to get the ball down the field. It's an exciting proposition. Number two takeaway from the 53-man roster is the 49ers roster is absolutely stacked. I mean, it's stacked from top to bottom, from 53 all the way through the practice squad. There's so many really good, talented football players. And the way that the 49ers players have been picked up all throughout training camp and all throughout the preseason, and then after the 53 comes down, including you know uh, Nate Sudfeld going to the Detroit Lions, Jamichael Hasty going to the Jaguars, Rick Castro Field, the Washington Commanders. Um, but that was not, you know, undone or not to be outdone of Josh Hockett going to Arizona. Uh, you had that happen. You had Tanner Hudson end up with the New York football giants. There was a lot of movement from this 49ers roster. They're definitely, um, you know, the players are liked around the league. And Kyle Shannon and John Lynch put together what they believe is the top 53 guys and having some of the most talented players at their position and then having tremendous depth behind them. It's something that they've done. So that is one thing that was clear because the Niners had to release and waive absolutely fantastically good players. I mean, Quantrest Knight would have made a lot of football teams. He's going to be on the practice squad. Kamoko Ture could have been a part of a lot of rotations around the league. He's on the practice squad. There are guys that are tremendously talent, talented. I mean, Malik Turner, was. I mean, he played in the NFL just last year. It's not like a guy that's normally on the squad. So it, it's exciting, the fact they have all these talented players John Lynch, Adam Peters, and Kyle Shannon have outdone themselves in building this roster. And that was a huge takeaway. 
just the way that other teams value the 49ers uh, cuts just goes to it, just show you how talented this team was. Plus, just start going through the positions and looking top to bottom. You'll find some of these positions are absolutely stacked. I'll just name one, for instance, a cornerback room. Whenever you go Charvarius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, and the third guy is Jason Brett, you got an absolutely stacked roster. Of course, Brett's on the pup list, but that's four games. Uh, it's it's exciting proposition. This defensive line is also stacked. So uh, I love this 49ers roster so far, the way they built it. But now we're at the number one. The number one takeaway from the 49ers 53-man roster is the 49ers want to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, and I'm going to add a little something to that because it's, they want to win this year while building for the future. And not a lot of teams can do this. A lot of teams either go all in and then have to completely tear it down or you know they're just not able to bridge the gap between, the, between both. But the 49ers have successfully done that. And one of the signals that the 49ers are ready to go all in on winning the Super Bowl is Jimmy Garoppolo. The fact that they brought Jimmy back, um, didn't release him, it wasn't all about the money, but bringing him back knowing that him and Trey Lance together, that Trey Lance being the starter, Jimmy being the backup, is the best situation for the team. All the while looking to build the future, John Lynch saying they're having conversations with multiple players about contract extensions. They're thinking about the future, while planning to win right now. They're putting together the best 53-man roster. They're willing to go ahead and move on from running backs like Trey Sermon, knowing that they're keeping guys like Jordan Mason that are better for them now and in the future. I love the way they're going about this. It's, it's the way you have to build teams. And the fact that the Niners are able to be able to move on to a tr in transition from a established quarterback that helped you get uh, all the way to two NFC Championship games, one of those Super Bowls. I mean, a throwaway from winning the Super Bowl, and you're able to transition to a rookie quarterback like Trey Lance and then still have that safety net of that veteran quarterback that was so successful for you. I don't know how many teams in this league have ever been able to successfully manage that transition. Now, I know a lot of people wanted Jimmy Garoppolo moved and traded. I know I wanted him traded because I wanted that draft capital. But if that capital doesn't present itself, you go ahead and you move in this direction because Jimmy Garoppolo being on the football team is still the best foot football situation for this team, and they went ahead and did it. That's a huge signal. They want to win right now. I love the fact that they're going about building this team that way. They went out and got Charverius Ward during the offseason, which seems like years ago at this point, and it's all building towards the start of the season, getting after it and trying to win the most games you can out of 17 games coming up. Super excited about this team, and so, I mean, these were just five takeaways that I had. 49ers, uh, the number one, of course, being winning the Super Bowl while building for the future. Tremendous young players all throughout the roster. Young players like Spencer Burford, Aaron Banks, uh, Drake Jackson that you can get excited about. Um, but this draft class was absolutely fantastic. Samuel Womack. Uh, then you go last year and you got Talano Hufanga. You got Diamond Lenore. Those guys are exciting. It is a nice mixture of young uh, young players and veteran leadership. What an impressive draft so far. That's the preparation for the future, making sure you have the veterans that you need and the guys ready to win right now, uh, bringing, you know, re-signing your players to extensions. That's the win right now situation. I'm excited about this. So let me recap real quick. Number five, trust and loyalty. Players willing to come back, uh, whether that is, you know, trusting you to bring them back on one-year one deals or joining the practice squad. Number four, decisions on the O-line that still need to be made, but 
willing to keep 10 guys if necessary to make sure this offensive line is ready to go for Trey Lance and also ensuring the future that these young guys, you didn't have to move off of a Nick Zakel or somebody or Jalen Moore that you may be afraid of losing in the future. And then Bully Ball is officially here whenever you keep running backs that are 220 plus, all of them, and you go ahead and you keep four tight ends. So that signals to the rest of the league, we're going to be an outlier. We're not spreading you out all the time. Sometimes we're just going to put three tight ends out there and run you over. Love that. Third and shorts for Trey Lance make a lot of sense. Number two, 49ers roster is absolutely stacked. In fact, the rest of the league valued players that the 49ers cut and released uh, meant that they wanted to go get them, and they did pick up some of them. But the 49ers still have an absolutely stacked roster. It is fantastic. And then number one, of course, 49ers want to win a Super Bowl right now. Jimmy Garoppolo signals that while building for the future, do great drafts, keep acquiring draft picks. They have so many, but all the while signing their players to extensions, which John Lynch said they're now negotiating with several players on contract extensions because they know what Jimmy's money is going to look like. They know what money they got in the future. Great news for the San Francisco 49ers. But thank you so much for joining me for this wonderful episode. Five take five big takeaways of this 49ers 53-man roster. Uh, really had a good time recording. I hope you guys all had a good time watching it. Let me know what you thought in the comment section. Do you have a different takeaway? I would love to hear those. Also, what did you think about my five takeaways? Uh, let me know. And if you have the opportunity and you feel like I deserve it, go ahead and, and subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate that. It doesn't cost you a thing, but it does go to help me and the channel a lot. Uh, well, it continues to help YouTube kick out the algorithm. So if you would do that, I really appreciate you. But uh, thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to watch. Can't wait for 49ers football. Almost time for week one versus Chicago Bears. It is just around the corner. But everyone, uh, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.